Yo, TikTok is awesome. I'm going to come out and say it. I'm, a, I'm in full support of the TikTok movement. Uh, we needed another vine. That was but all. But it's, it's, a, it's a vine that, like, got all the problems the first time sorted out. Which was? Well, yeah, which was vine, yeah. Well, <laughs> no, 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 but what were the problems? Um, I, I really don't think that, like, like, now all of the people, like, all the annoying people that came up during Vine, they're all on YouTube because they didn't have it. Like, everyone from Vine moved to YouTube. Oh, and then so they saying... all cultivated and built up their platforms on, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh, on YouTube. So now when TikTok became a thing, I just don't know if, like, all of those people were initially weeded out, but maybe I don't go on TikTok as much, but I feel like there's not as annoying personalities. Uh, you clearly haven't been onto e-boy TikTok. Well, no, but the whole thing is that now, What's... but the, the thing is that there's a YouTube generation to, to the YouTube, like, like the good YouTube channels act as a, act as a checks and balances to TikTok. Yeah. Okay. So like e-boys, if nobody was there to call them out, they would make all of TikTok suck. Yeah. So, but because you have people like Cody Co, Curtis Connor, Curtis Connor, Drew Gooden. Yep. They all they they create all these videos that goof on them and they check them and then they make it a meme and it's all okay. If it yeah. becomes a meme, then everything's if, fine. If the if the internet is the wild wild west, then uh, uh, Curtis Connor, Cody Co, Drew Gooden, um, Danny Gonzalez, they're the sheriffs. They're the sheriffs. Yeah. I'm just trying to understand this. So you think that um, Vine was taken down? So that these Vine stars were forced onto a better platform like YouTube. So oh, that I know. I don't know why well, exactly it was okay. taken down. I personally don't know why Vine was taken okay. down in the first place. I mean, I think, what, Google owned it and they were like... No. So Vine was its own independent company and then there were all these Viners like... Twitter Logan owned Paul. it. Oh, yeah. Twitter owned it. Yes. Twitter owned it. Yeah. Um. So... And then they sold it to... No. Uh, no, Twitter. no. So Twitter closed it down. Twitter because shut it down. Twitter yeah. shut it down because it wasn't making any money. It was just um, giving up their fucking uh, viewership. They were pretty much like, oh, they can just post them here, and then. But what ultimately ended up happening was instead of people just making however long second videos they wanted to on Twitter, they moved on over to YouTube and made hour long episodes, ten minute long videos yeah. that so, can now get monetized. You want to talk about so, my day? So what happened was mukbangs became there, a thing. There were all these creators like <laughs> Daystorm Power, uh, Logan Paul, who all wanted to make money off of Vine in the same way that you could make money off of YouTube through their monetization program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they're like, yo, Vine doesn't give a fuck about its creators, guys. Like, let's just jump ship. And then Vine was like, no, but you guys like fucking account for like 90% of our viewership. Like, like we can't pay you because we don't make money. Is and that then, really what happened? Yeah, yeah, and they were like, fuck this, we're going over. And then fine, like, Twitter was like, fuck this. And then, was it some, like, didn't TikTok buy Musical.ly? Tick, I don't know if they, TikTok no. bought Musical.ly, but Musical.ly became TikTok. Yeah, they, I yeah. think it's the same company, it just went through a rebranding. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, we, we, we had this app where people were able to look like they were lip syncing. And we just said, hey, why don't we just take all videos but then people got creative with it and started not doing only like because i remember when there was like there was musically cringe like musically cringe video compilations on youtube and now that it was rebranded but then somebody just took the idea of you know syncing audio or whatever um and they took the 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 idea of syncing audio and just used it for comedy and now like the whole thing's taken off Yeah. yeah i mean there's some good tiktokers um that are pretty funny but um there's but, one TikTok yeah. that stands out. What? And that TikTok is going to be the topic for today's yes, episode. One of, one, of the, one of the rare uh, TikToks that takes us down a rabbit hole. All of the birds died in 1986 due to Reagan killing them and replacing them with spies that are now watching us. The birds work for the bourgeoisie. <laughs> Today, yeah, simple, simple, and elegant. You know, you know, very short, but to the point. Yeah, when I was racking my brain on the best way to to oh. sum this Dad up, the fuck was that? Was that was that, an ad. Was that a, was that an ad for Raid uh, Shadow Legends? Or whatever? <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, when I was racking my brain about what was the best way to summarize this whole theory and everything like that, I was like, oh, it's it's already done for us in in this wonderful. Did that really start on TikTok? 
Well, it didn't start on TikTok, but that's kind of how like the uh, the birds aren't real that's movement true, actually, came to pop. Yeah. I mean, because the, of the TikTok this, audio. This, this I think, yeah. yeah, this idea existed before it, but this random guy in an office chair, probably killing time at work. Yeah, you know, made this stupid little video, and now you have like a clothing brand from it, like the revitalization of. Well, this I mean, this theory. came this came before this came before the TikTok. What came before the TikTok? The website. Oh wait, that. Well, no, I know that's what I'm saying, but now, but now, like, oh yeah, yeah, the, no, the revitalization this video came, the revitalization, yeah. like, yeah. there's like, I have a shirt from a company called Birds Aren't Real, yeah, that says the birds work for the bourgeoisie, like that wasn't around before that video. Yeah. Well, if you haven't been paying made. attention, everybody, today we're going to be talking about the Birds Aren't Real movement. Welcome to this week's episode, everybody. I love calling it a movement. It's it, really more just like a meme that actually is based in some sort of like forgotten, um, uh technical movement or you know thought yeah thought movement well I, i'm on the website and it said join the movement subscribe to our newsletter and yeah that's just because these guys are a bunch of clowns and movements get are a bunch of clowns spend money well let's do the intros my name's tim joined as always by john yo and matt yay and like i previously <laughs> said <laughs> today we're gonna be talking about the birds aren't <laughs> real theory and and this is i would say it's less of a theory actually and more of just a satire satire on whole conspiracies it is. It is and it isn't. I mean, there is a little bit of truth in some of it that um, I think it was the National Audubon Society put out an article that kind of helped to stoke a lot of these like theories, so to speak. Aren't the Audubon, don't they like the birds? Yeah, but there was some truth like in un, un- declassified documents. Un- undeclassified. Uh, well, D- <laughs> Ned's declassified. Um, documents, uh, coconut heads behind this. I knew it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, if anyone's behind it, it's the janitor. Wait, what's the, uh, what's the, what's his, what's his, what's Ned's sidekick's name? Uh, cookie. Cookie. Whoa. Oh, whoa. That's such a fucking <laughs> nickname. There's, there's Ned, yeah, yeah, Cookie, good. and Moe's. Everybody's got a cookie friend in prison. I was going to say, no, it's, it's his little twink. <laughs> and then, um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Ned and Cookie and his cookie are coming. <laughs> Why is he in a gimp outfit? <laughs> <laughs> um, only, like, the braces start to, start to peer through the leather. <laughs> that's uncomfortable. Oh, my Ste- God, that's so disturbing. Uh, step step forward to, to surviving today's uh, t- public school system. Get your Yeg to get do everything for yeah, you. Yeah, please use them. But yeah, this has to be one of the. Um, uh, I don't know if it's like, work, but like this is ultimately a hobby for somebody to run this website and to run this theory, and you can't tell anybody that you do this. Oh no, th- this this guy is very publicly like. Oh really? I okay, think so. Mind. I have been proven that is a quick, uh, a Mate, quick. Well, because argument. well, because there are pictures. Fed into this shit, man. You you, you bought you yeah, bought the you, shirt. Oh, is this from the same website? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Birds aren't real. Dot com. Like I thought the web, like the clothing line, was just trying to capitalize. Uh, capitalize. Nope. On this it. is the same thing. That's a trademark okay. yeah. thing. This is well. All right. I so saw, there are four I tabs. Part of it. There are four tabs to the birds aren't real. Dot com website. There's activism gear, which is what you visited. Nice. Who are we? The history. And contact us. And today we're going to be looking at the history. We're going to be reading directly from the history tab on this website. And it just says, how? Warning. Disturbing content. The only way to properly explain is with words. Chapter one. Much like, like, like most As things. opposed to interpretive dance. <laughs> <laughs> What's he doing with his hands there? Is is he that, doing are like are the, those the birds? Is that the black swan thing? Is he like, is he trying to get into his Natalie Portman thing? I don't get it. I'm going to explain this fucking using numbers. Gotta, gotta say though, um, this is in no way a, um, you know, support of their clothing line or anything, but their shirts are very comfortable. Ooh. So if they're, you know, anything, you know, regardless of what the view is, their shirts are super comfortable. If you don't believe in the theory you're selling, you at least have to believe in the product you're hawking. Yeah. So you got to have good product. <laughs> I mean, listen, if if you're from the birdsaren'treal.com website and you're listening to this, just know we love the product, we love the theory, and thank you for and thank you for uh, speaking truth to power. Thanks for getting the conversation going. Thanks for getting the conversation going. So we'll start with chapter one. Why? When asked to write the unabridged history of this organization, I was taken aback. I knew that I had reached many thousands in my quest to spread the truth, but I was bewildered and frustrated with myself when I realized that I had not yet done an acute job of giving details. The why, the how, when, who, etc. I knew that I had to write something that was concise, 
accurate, and free of any fault or error. This is my work. Prepare to take a journey into a history that they will not, dare I say, never teach you in school. Much of what you are about to read has been censored for almost 60 years, and who knows how long it will take to take our corrupt government to block this website. Only time will tell. In the meantime, I ask that you take 20 minutes out of your busy day and read all of this information. Soak it in. Revel in the fact that everything you know is one big lie. Oh, we're, oh, we're going to soak in it. Yeah, I mean... I'm going to fill my bathtub up, come in naked, and just rub myself with it. This is this guy's, like... <laughs> <laughs> that was disturbing, especially yeah, yeah. The, the slight lisp you put on it. So it begins. In 1947, the CIA was founded. Its sole responsibility to watch and survey tens of thousands of Americans suspected of doing communist things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sharing shit. <laughs> you know, just work. people working. Respecting the government. This orchestrated stalking epidemic went on for almost five years, and few were found guilty of any real crimes. However, it became clear in the early 1950s that the threat of communism was only going to rise, and a broader system was needed to track any individual who was su- suspected of such activity. The fears, o- the fears were only encouraged when, in 1951, Julius and Ethel Rosenberg were arrested and convicted of espionage against the United States, accused of spying on behalf of the Soviet Union, the big boy communist people. That's what he said? Yep. The big boy... The um, big boy communist people? Yeah. Tim, you might have well written this yourself. Yeah, I was saying. I think you might even be the person behind it. We understand why Tim is just deciding to read right from the website because he's like, this is genius. (laughs) I couldn't have written this any better. Yeah, no, literally, like, when I was doing, like, like, so uh, on our Twitter account, some people uh, 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 were like, hey, we want to see some... I I asked them, do you want to see some... uh, What theories do you guys want to see? And we got a couple times, uh, birds aren't real. And when I was researching this theory... um, I so I came across this website, read this, and I was like, this is brilliant, and I will not change a word. I was going to say, you can't. You really can't Look, I mean, I guess reinvent the wheel. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's perfect, right? Because, I mean, this is like something that's fairly recent, or at least, you know, the, the, the conspiracy theory, like I said before, has been revitalized recently. This is like a firsthand like, account. Like, this is as good as interviewing this person. It kind of oh, yeah. sounds like. This highly publicized event gave the government a small window to implement a new program, that would place the first CCTV surveillance surveillance cameras in areas with a high Russian immigrant concentration. This went on for a few years or so, when in 1953, Alan Dulles was made the first civilian director of the Central Intelligence Agency and made it his mission to ramp up the surveillance program, hiding cameras in thousands of locations and ordering his staff to plant them in areas that would be impossible to detect. Although, let's face it, in the 1950s, you could walk into a bank with a slingshot and uh, and steal thousands of dollars. Security was one big joke this guy's hilarious this guy's great that's just you you couldn't but you couldn't do that with a slingshot in the 50s but i get not unless you're bart i get i get (laughs) i get the hyperbole though this guy just loves his hyperbole but the whole thing is hyperbole i kind of want to see this whole uh this whole speech just put in one of those like lovely peaches powerpoint Uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's just like you could with a slingshot (laughs) i don't know he knew that the possibilities for this camera program were endless, and on April 15, 1956, he met with President Dwight D. Eisenhower and proposed a plan that would put cameras in the sky. Dulles knew that the sky was the future of, for his surveillance program, as you could clearly track someone with a moving camera, much easier than having to switch between cameras on street corners and hidden in storm drains. One camera in the sky could do the work of, thou- of hundreds on the ground. Eisenhower approved the initial idea and asked him to return when he had figured out how to make it possible. Dulles left the Oval Office and immediately flew to an undisclosed location, meeting with various members of his inner circle to discuss the plan in more intricate detail. It is believed that the initial plan for killing all of the birds and replacing them with flying cameras was thought up one weekend in May of 1956. Dulles and his team hated birds with a passion and were heard on many occasions calling them, quote, flying slugs, end quote, the scum of the sky, as they would often poop on their cars in the parking lots of the CIA headquarters, and quite frankly, all over the D.C. metro area. Flying slugs isn't really even a great, like, like, how is that what you come up with? Maybe, like, flying rats or flying mice? Like, they're furry. Like, they don't look like slugs. They got feathers, but you're close, yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you're right. They have feathers. Well, they, they probably got a little bit of fur underneath. They're not, like, you know, only feathers. I would say flying rats are more bats. 
I, okay, all right, I agree with you there. But I mean, I, so one thing could be more than other two things. They're all like, I don't know. <laughs> what I mean. the fuck? Hold on. <laughs> the fucking, well, there's a glitch in the matrix. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> it. One thing could be more than two other things. I, I, I'm having a stroke. Is anyone else smelling the burnt toast? <laughs> yeah, it's that two in the bush shit. I get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, you know, just because it's just because the I don't know. Just because there's a bird in the bush doesn't mean he's a bird. But but just because there's a bat that could be a flying like, like you might call that flying mice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm lost. What's your science you here, messed, soldier? You messed me up. Um, <laughs> okay, but um, <laughs> what? I, I don't know. I mean. Like, bird shit has gotten me mad, but did they know that they... I guess they didn't know that it was bad luck. Or it was, it was good, luck. good luck. It was good luck. It's good luck. Um, I don't... I don't know. I don't think they knew that. If anything, it was just fucking up their nice cars. Yeah. I mean, they just don't like poop. They're, uh, they're as do a lot of Weirdos. I believe this was one of the driving forces that led duelists to not only implement robots into the sky, but actually replace birds in the process. They did not need to kill all of the birds and could have launched a quarter of the robot birds that they did. But the pigeons in, in D.C. at the time were absolutely ruthless. So he's really killing two birds with one stone. <laughs> I did it. I did it. That's thank hilarious. you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Mom. Uh, my family. The pigeons in, the DC, in D.C. at the time were absolutely ruthless. They were eating very well. As American morale was high, people were feeding them much more in public parks than on the street. This in turn created huge amounts of pigeon feces that would inevitably find its way to the windshield of many men and women, all of whom grew not on, to not only hate pigeons, but all birds. In a stolen transcript from an ex-CIA deputy, she says, quote, Yeah, the higher-ups were so annoyed that birds had been dropping fecal matter on their car windows that they vowed to wipe out every single flying feathered creature in North America. Well, I was going to say, though, that if, you know, these people were so concerned with birds, it kind of makes sense that we are where we are. Like, you know, maybe a couple things could have done been done a little differently if uh, they didn't hyper-focus on birds. Yeah, I guess, but not really. It wasn't a hyper-focus on birds. It was, if anything, it was a gaslight. They were totally, like, saying, yeah, yeah, we're, these birds are what's pissing us off. Sure, perfect. That's yeah. definitely it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not the Not the poor. <laughs> in this meeting, they sought to kill two birds with one stone and remove all and remove all birds from the United States, thus eliminating their fecal problem, but also replacing these birds with billions of sophisticated robot lookalikes capable of mimicking real birds in every way. Doulis and his team wanted to create the greatest surveillance system ever imagined with the capability of tracking someone on foot, in a vehicle, or even in their personal home. Chapter 2. How. It is imperative that we discuss the methods that the government used to extinguish over 12 billion birds between 1959 and 1971. If we are to make disciples of the birds aren't real movement, we must equip each and every person with the knowledge of what truly happened in this saga of insanity and government corruption. Here are the facts and eyewitness accounts of various key events that occurred within our nation that completely destroyed every man, woman, and child bird in existence. Man, woman, and child bird. Child bird. Whoever wrote this is a friend not only of humanity, but of birds as well. All birds. All birds. <laughs> Wait, I, yeah, so Han, is he, is, I mean, are you going to get into it? Is he talking I, about specifically one species of bird? Or all birds. Like, all, all birds. birds. All birds. We're so talking about pelicans, like, like. Except the flightless flamingos. ones. Flamingos. They're pointless. No, flightless birds are, there's pointless no Pointless for this movement. Yeah. Still a bird. They can't, they can't. They can be they, boots on the ground. Aerial, whatever. <laughs> I touched on him for a brief moment in the last chapter, but I want to dive into Alan Welsh Dulles, the director of the Central Intelligence Agency from 1953 to 1961. Upon the government writing the plan to slowly kill off the birds, it was his responsibility to make it a reality. He was given the task of reallocating $65 billion of public health funds toward the forced extinction. On May 6, 1957, he met with an unidentified man from the Boeing Airplane Company and ordered 120 B-52 bombers. Doulis knew that if his government was to go undetected, he had to keep these aircraft out of sight of, out of the sight from the American public. He was under strict orders to not leave a trace of his actions, so he devised a plan to construct the aircraft in Nevada's Area 51. This way, the citizens of Wash Seattle, Washington, where Boeing was headquartered, 
wouldn't be able to claim that the bombers had been built nearby if the government was exposed. 23 men from within the Boeing Engineering Department traveled to Area 51 in the back of an old-school bus that they purchased from a salvage yard in Mukilteo, Washington. God bless you. Mukilteo. They were seen by a few individuals bringing couches and rugs into the bus and were also heard discussing, and I quote, really cool playlists for the road trip. What? <laughs> yeah, because that's, uh, I think this person just uh, happened across a bunch of hippies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's, we have these cassette tapes. Because if, if they were hippies too, not out of the question that they were uh, talking about some, something with birds while they were tripping. Yeah. Let's listen to Mamas in the Papas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was flying with these birds the other day. Yeah, those birds, I mean, it's crazy. It's like their eyes are little cameras. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Pretty sure one of them just took my picture. <laughs> yeah, let's take a selfie with the bird camera. <laughs> Clearly, the Boeing engineers didn't get the memo from Duelist about remaining undetected and actually painted, quote, Area 51 or bust on, the si- on both sides of the bus. Uh- Whenever they would stop for gas, they would set up a makeshift campsite in the parking lot and sing songs with, with titles such as, I left my honey for Area 51, and Let's Kill All the Birds. What? <laughs> they were singing a song called Let's Kill All the Birds. That's, yeah, my most favorite song. They attracted a lot of attention, and the locals of a town in Idaho claimed that the men would reveal intimate details of what they were doing. Clearly, they were complete idiots, but their idiocy is one of the hardest pieces of evidence on how the government killed the birds. While 22 of the men made it to Nevada, one man did not. Neil Ford was the only engineer that lived to tell the story, as he was left in a Waffle House bathroom because the others claimed, quote, he had to pee too many times and was ruining the vibe of the whole road trip. (laughs) (laughs) Bruh, um, you're on, like, your 10th pee of the day, and, you know... You knew before coming on the trip that if you went to 11 P's, that would fail the vibe check. We so just got it. I think next time he has to pull over, we'll just pull over and we'll just leave without his fucking PPS fucking pull, making us pull over all the goddamn time. I swear to God, his PP, his PP wiener is not as bad as fucking Daryl's doo doo gay ass. <laughs> Trade offs. Yeah, I, uh, to me, it's got to be kind of hard to, uh, I don't know if anybody could pass the vibe check going into this thing. I mean, these people seem like they were uh, absolutely renegades. Yeah, like I, like like singing "Birds Aren't Real." Area fifty one or yeah, bust written on the side of their on fucking the side van. of their van. They, I think what they have like you said they had blankets and carpets. Like that was it. Like and it, this seems like some like it's a bunch of frat boy. FBI yeah, yeah. It's, it's just like it's a cesspool with wheels. Woo! And I guess they're somewhat smart. Also, like. Smart. I, I don't know. I feel like I feel like the government might have chosen the three worst Boeing engineers that they had. Like Boeing was like, yeah, sure, just take them. Like, Th- these were the guys who were constantly like like microwaving fish in the staff bathroom. Yeah, like they're when like, they asked, they're the like, oh, fuck like, out of here. They're like, how many uh, airplanes did you design today? He goes, eleven. They're like, oh my god, let me see them. They're just various different uh, air, like uh, like paper airplanes. <laughs> like, All right. Well, you're the boss's kid, so we'll let it pass. <laughs> Neil spoke with one of the founding members of the Birds Aren't Real movement shortly before his death in 1994. He spoke about the way in which duelists searched for the engineers who didn't have families. That way, they would be able to disappear from the map when the project was complete and nobody would notice. This disturbing reality is a far cry from the way in which many people view the 1950s and proves that our government has been ruthless in its efforts to rid our nation of its peace and prosperity. So Dulles out here killing nerds. Yeah, lonely. He's killing. He's killing incel lonely nerds. Lonely family and familyless nerds. Those are the smartest people. Those mm-hmm. are the smartest people. Those as we, as we, hardest workers. As we covered <laughs> in the Hedron Collider episode, sometimes yes. the weirdest nerds are the smartest ones and the most victimized. I mean, sometimes I think I don't even think sometimes I think that's like a majority of the time. Yeah. <laughs> Upon making it to Area 51, the 22 remaining engineers were tasked with designing a new version of the B-52, the B-52B. This, the B stands for birds, or Barack, and it was <laughs> and it was to be a brand new model of the B-52 that had 450-gallon water tanks in the place of its bomb compartments. The water tanks were hard to design, and one of the engineers almost gave up, but Duelist hit him over the head with a 40-pound wrench to try and, quote, knock some sense into him. This unintentionally put the man in a coma, to which he never awoke. <laughs> scared out, scared out of their minds, the remaining 21 engineers vowed to finish designing the airplane so they could leave Area 51 for good. This was to be a faulty dream, however, as none of the men were ever seen again. 
Yeah. <laughs> so so they failed. They're like, great, we're gonna get out of here. We're gonna tell about this murder of our friend with the wrench. Oh, yeah. Oh, we, what are you what What are you doing? What's with that gun? Oh shit. We only know this information because 12 pallets of classified documents were stolen from a warehouse by one of our birds aren't real patriots. But we'll get to that later. <laughs> Once one, one of our Okay, patriots. so they're so he is self-proclaimed like they're deep in it, like they are criminals. They should be Oh yeah, they're like these PETA. people should be wanted by the government as we speak. Yeah, oh, they're, yeah. they're like I said they're like PETA. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if PETA's ever gone this hard. Uh PETA has bombed animal shelters. Okay, PETA's gone that hard. <laughs> <laughs> PETA goes hard. PETA That's goes just in. Dude, PETA executes more animals than like kill shelters. Wait, why? Because they they're just like ah oh, fuck it, no one no one wants these things, and we don't have the money to keep it going. We need to. That's wait, that. We need a bucket of but blood. But I to thought pour they don't want to kill animals. Oh, uh, liar, liar! The pants are on fire. <laughs> 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 yeah, um, yeah. John PETA kills a lot. John's John's adding PETA right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Liar, liar! Pants on fire. Yeah, we're gonna get at you. And you could take that one to the bank. Check please. Check please. Once the water tanks were fitted into each bomber, a complex system of radar and tracking technology was installed to the nose of the aircraft. This technology was extremely advanced for its time and was used by the crew to track large flocks of birds from distances of 200 miles away. Once the radar was fitted, five coats of jet black matte paint were sprayed onto every surface of the plane. This was done to camouflage the aircraft against the night sky so that it could go undetected from the ground. Not only was paint used to hide the bombers, but each external strobe, beacon, and landing light were removed. Not a single light was emitted from not a single light emitted from the plane. And the Pratt and Whitney JT3D engines were fitted with noise reduction pads that enabled the aircraft to fly completely silent from an alti- from altitudes of three thousand feet or higher. Okay, this is like the perfect aircraft, like just the like the perfect crime. You know, I it, I don't know if something like this is possible, but. To me, seems like Boeing at the end is like, wait, hold on. These people couldn't think of this shit while they were with us. Yeah. Like, like you know, we didn't kill your friends and you gave us shit. You know, we had the resources of a, being a private company, uh, you know, more money than the government. But okay, whatever. Do you figure it out? Okay, yeah, we didn't give you a nice pension plan from the government, but we weren't going to kill you. You after, had good benefits after doing this. It took two years to build the 120 bombers, and once they were finished, the Boeing engineers were told that they were free to go home. However, they were intercepted 30 minutes into their trip back to Washington and were put in the back of an armored troop transport vehicle. The men were sent to the front line in Vietnam, which duels hoped would seal their fate. Each of the engineers actually survived for three weeks in intense combat and were kidnapped by the Viet Cong only after they ran out of ammunition. The men were not heard from again. So so it was mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. They made their mission. Now you may be wondering, how are the birds actually killed? What method was used to accomplish this act of mass murder? Good question. The water tanks and the bombers were filled with a specially formulated bird poison that once consumed would give the birds a virus that could be passed on to other birds. The poison was sprayed from an altitude of 8,000 feet and would completely dissolve before it hit the ground, which meant that only birds affected by its terror and once a single, which meant that only birds would be affected by its terror. And once a single drop of the poison struck the bird's feathers, the virus would take con- would take hold through the fibers and make its way into the bloodstream. Mm. This virus so, would then affect the bone structure in such a way that total decomposition of the birds would take place within 24 hours. Are you fucking kidding me? Sounds like coronavirus avian edition. I was just thinking that. We, this you, is the birth so of you, coroni. You, you, yeah. mean, you mean SARS. SARS is bird coronavirus. So, sounds like coronavirus is SARS. <laughs> SARS. SARS is a coronavirus. Okay, yeah, I didn't know that SARS was... Co- it, oh, coronavirus well. is a general term for multiple yeah. different types of... This, the one yeah, we got now yeah. is COVID-19. And it's from bats. Damn, so we just got... Fl- Those fl- fucking fl- flying fl- slugs. <laughs> Those goddamn flying slugs. So, um, slugs. so, hold on, so let's talk about it a little bit. So... First off, Boeing's HR team is like, hey, we should just stop treating our employees like people because obviously you don't get anything out of anybody at that point. Yeah, they're like, we need to threaten them with murder at the end of it. <laughs> yeah. Where, how many wrenches do we have and how quickly can we get them? Because it seems like it worked wonders for the government. We got to bop some nerds on the head. Secondly, Bonk. Um, so they removed all the lights from the planes 
Uh, were there any? Does this person say anything about them like running into other planes? Uh, I don't know. I mean, like three thousand feet above the ground does not seem like it's that, like, that that much. Well, what what's a mile? How many feet is a mile? I think it's three thousand feet. All right, let me Google. I it. thought Hold it was twelve hundred. We're, we're, go- we're going to the. We're going to the. Uh, maybe no, that's maybe like that's yards 3, or meters. Two hundred something feet. I think you're right. Five thousand two hundred eighty feet. Uh, I was closer, but not much. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it just seems like a short amount of like, like, like how like I, how loud are like planes right now? Right, pretty loud. Well, um, <laughs> um, they're pretty loud. I don't know. It just this is all very convenient. But they're um, also like thirty thousand feet in the air. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. So like, you'd have to be super quiet if you were only a mile above. Yeah. Oh, you'd have to be. I, well, that's what the pads were for. That's what the pads were for. Literally doesn't exist. But okay, that's what the pads were for. They they used it to kill birds. Sure, great. <laughs> I well, I thought at first that you were going to say that they bought a bunch of B fifty twos and just flew them at low altitude just <laughs> yeah. to get them all in like the engine. But they bought a bunch of B fifty two albums and played Rock Lobster on super loud. Crushed the bird's inner like ear system, leaving their With the uh, love shack. Yeah, throwing off their equilibrium, thus sinking them and making them fall to the floor. Yeah, no, I think we had a better idea. Yeah. Cue a Brock Lobster, boys. <laughs> on June 2nd, 1959, Operation Water the Country was born. This was to be the secret code name given to the program from 1959 to 1976 when it was remanged, re- renamed to Operation Very Large Bird. The individual in charge of the naming pro uh, in charge of naming the program didn't want to get into any copyright trouble with the popular PBS show Sesame Street by naming the operation Big Bird. Are you kidding? Shut well, up! I, th- I thought the whole I thought the whole purpose was this for is it. a secret operation. Yeah. <laughs> How the fuck is PBS going to find out? Oh, somebody's trying to use Big Bird. To, uh, make do, do we strike him? Well, who who's using it? The dude, government, dude. Dude, Mister Rogers has uh, he's got shooters out here, dude. I w- I wouldn't fuck around with it. Within the next six years, fifteen percent of the bird population was wiped out. During the first during these first few years, bird prototypes were released by by the hundred million. The term drone was not used at the time. Instead, they were referred to as robot birds. Mm. Let it be known the CIA were originally the only ones responsible for this atrocity, and the sitting president, John F. Kennedy at the time, had no idea that this was taking place. The CIA did not intend for anyone but the select departments to find out what was going on. Even the pilots of the bombers were unaware of what they were doing. The chief commanding officer of Water the Country told them that they were, quote, watering the grass of the entire country. To this day, it is highly unlikely that the pilots know that they assisted in the largest mass murder in world history. <laughs> you know how your dad used to go out in your front lawn when you were a kid and water your grass? You're you're doing that, but for the country. You're like the dad for the country. <laughs> you're like, you're a sprinkler in the sky. You're doing a good thing, Yeah, son. like, uh, I feel bad for the person who's crowning achievement in their life. They're like, yep, I was part of Operation Water the Country. Just that was me. Dump tons of water. Dad, dad... I want to. I want to. I want to be as good as you were someday. You, you will know? be, son, because the government keeps it all in house. That's like the start of like an anime, and then the kid finds out that his dad actually just killed a shit ton of birds, and then is that how an anime starts? They're set. Off. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. They're set off on some kooky adventure. Yeah, it's perfect. It's yeah. like yeah, it might as well be one already. Some zany anime adventure. If any of the original bomber pilots of Operation Water the Country are reading this, hear me closely. <laughs> <laughs> we do not blame you for the sins of your superiors. While you did kill billions of helpless birds, you did not know what you were doing. You did not have to remain you do not have to remain in hiding. Join the movement and together we can fight the government. Expose the truth. Listen closely. <laughs> Absolve yourself of your sins. I bet when they watched um Goodwill Hunting and they just heard Robin Williams go, It's not your fault. This is the same it's not exact your fault. thing, yeah. It's not yeah. your fault. I bet they're like shit. And their, and their wives were like, "What? What's? Why are you crying? Like, uh, yeah, it's an emotional scene, but the birds, it's not my fault. Have you noticed? Have you noticed how you haven't seen any birds? I see them all the time. Yeah, but not the yeah, ones. Yeah, honey, I want to kill the, the person that made no, made there be no more birds, dude. And then immediately after he said that, he was fucking sniped because the CIA got it. Dude, they keep tracks on these motherfuckers. Yeah, they shut pie holes quick. 
As I said a few paragraphs ago, the president was on. <laughs> yeah, those piles. They just they they shut them. Shut them up. Shut them by opening them real wide. <laughs> Open them wide and shut them closed. Lay it. As I said a few paragraphs ago, the president was unaware what was going on until October 3rd, 1963, sure when a top was. CIA official was overheard speaking about the operation over a tapped phone. John F. Kennedy was at the president was the president at this time and had taped the phone over and had tapped the phone of Alvin B. Cleaver, internal communications director for the CIA. Kennedy, be- Kennedy believed that Cleaver was stealing his ham sandwich from the White House kitchen and vowed to catch him speaking about it over the phone. Shut Instead, up. Instead, he heard a highly sensitive conversation that Cleaver was ha- uh, having with Doulas. In it, Cleaver said, quote, Yeah, Alan, I've stolen John's lunch again. <laughs> he doesn't even know. I'm going to keep stealing it until he launches a full investigation. Then I'm going to plan a hidden camera and catch this catch his reaction as I dump all the stolen sandwiches on his desk one at a time. I'm gonna call the new show. You've been clevered. Uh, that rap I mean, bastard cleaver. That's ironic, right? That I mean, I think this is all turning out to be a you know a nice little story because it's super ironic that the internal communications person had their phone tapped. Do yeah, right and had no idea. Yeah. No clue at all. It's all right. Over, 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 um, which was essentially sp- uh, spilt milk. It's all right. Even. Kennedy would get his come uh, come up. And <laughs> Duelist responded, <laughs> Alvin, that's going to be so funny. We'll have to play that clip at the White House Correspondence Dinner. By the way, how's the bird slaughter going? How many birds have we killed so far? Well, we've killed about 220 million so far, and the best thing is, the robot birds we've released in their place have done such a good job that nobody suspects a thing. Kennedy heard this conversation over the tap phone and immediately called both into the Oval Office. He demanded to know what they were discussing. They confessed what was taking place in the American sky late at night, and he was appalled. He told them to stop the operation at once, or he would fire them both. They both explained to Kennedy why the birds needed to be exterminated and asked him if they could show Kennedy a prototype of one of the birds before he made any decisions on whether to end Operation Water the Sky. On October 25, 1963, Kennedy was shown a prototype of the Turkey X-500, a, ro- a robot mm-hmm. that specialized in killing larger birds with eagles and, like eagles and falcons. The robot displayed its surveillance skill- skills as well as its ability to find and track escaped criminals. As we learned from Chapter 1, this was one of the things that drove Eisenhower to approve the project. Kennedy was impressed with what he was shown, but continued to demand that the immediate shutdown of the operation commence. And less than a month later, he was dead. So do you know how I know that isn't real? Because I feel like Kennedy would have been more upset about the stolen sandwiches than the birds. Like, he calls them into the office, and they're like, fuck, 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 he's going to you know blow the lid off the whole bird thing. I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. He was getting... Th- he's he- just like, excuse me! Dude, I... Oh, keep going. <laughs> I don't... I- don't really know if I know how to do a JFK. Excuse me. These <laughs> sandwiches uh, are all mine. Those are my ham sandwiches. <laughs> Dude, I, honestly, I, if I was Kennedy, I wouldn't be upset that somebody was stealing my ham sandwich because I was getting that good brain glug glug 9000 deep throat from Marilyn Monroe, guy. Yeah, he was getting his ham sandwiched. Nice. Yeah, no, he, uh, he was in lots of places, to say the least. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you mean specifically all over a... Mostly uh, warm. Mostly all over a Dallas uh, street. Oh, oh wait. Whoa, hey, whoa, too Got soon? Him. Sorry, sorry, you Kennedy apologists. Now, I'm not saying that these Dude, events he wanted are... To end the, he wanted to end the bird program, right? He was our hero. Yeah, and then, but nah. Now, I'm not saying that these events are correlated, but I am. JFK <laughs> was murdered by the CIA because he was against the mass murder of every feathered flying creature in the United States. He was to be the first and only president to stand against the murder of the birds. From Lyndon Johnson to Donald Trump, every president we've had has turned a blind eye to the atrocities that began in 1959. After Kennedy was killed, the CIA started rigging elections. They would only allow candidates who were anti-bird and pro-citizen surveillance to win the presidency. Damn, everything I know is a lie. (laughs) Dude, it makes sense, dude. It it would make sense, because I think Bernie would totally be against the killing of birds. Dude, he, so remember the bird that, yeah, that landed that means, on his podium? Yeah, Birdie Sanders. Oh, I mean, that he, was the birds being like, "Oh, he, we're." He does look like a bit of. We're a watching bird. you, yo. We're watching yeah. you. Nah, Bernie's gonna exterminate all the Nazis after that. Uh, <laughs> after that flag appeared at his. Oh rally. yeah, he, re- he was really triggered. By now, you must be shaking with fear. The thought of your government doing these things is too much to hand for you to handle. Can it really be true? Could the government have killed billions of birds and replaced them with robots? 
Yes. Yeah. They did. Yeah. But they definitely did. But don't feel alone. At any point during the reading of this book, you are free to email our counseling department, support at birdsaren'treal.com, and we will walk you through the steps to mentally overcome this nightmare. I personally had to deal with this reality on my own decades ago. Now, I'm giving you a service that I wish had been available to me at the time of my discovery. If you're currently experiencing episodes of excessive perspiration and muscle spasms because of what you read, do not read chapter three yet. Mm -hmm. If the first few chapters shocked you, chapter three will bring you to your knees. Okay, well, I feel a little tired, so I mean, I feel like I need to get checked out before... uh Buckle up. Okay, never Okay, we're, we're strapping in. It's happening. Grip it and rip it. Buckle up. The nightmare is coming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Chapter 3. The winner writes the history book. On July 2nd, 1964, there was a secret meeting held in the Jefferson Building, Washington, D.C. The attendees are unknown, as the only evidence is a six-minute recording that was uncovered in the basement of an isolated storage warehouse by one of our patriots. In this meeting, it's believed that the members of the CIA and Operation Water the Country... WTC for short, discussed the need for a heavy amount of bauxite. I don't know how to pronounce this word, but I'm going to call it bauxite. B-A-U-X-I-T-E. B-A-U-X-I-T-E. An amorphous clay clay rock that is the chief commercial ore of aluminum. The bauxite was essential to the process of robot construction as aluminum would make up roughly every facet of its frame and internal structure. In the audio recording from the meeting, you can clearly hear one of the attendees say, quote, we need a quick solution to this problem. The production team needs this material right now. Real birds have been disappearing for almost two years now, and if we don't start replacing them in mass quantities, people will notice. We need a solution in 30 days. This is where the recording stops. Please buckle up for this next part. And I don't mean America's car mart used in 1998 Honda Civic seatbelt. I mean a fighter jet ejection seat harness. After a month after... Almost a month after this secret meeting, a North Vietnamese torpedo boat was accused of attacking a U.S. destroyer in the Gulf of Tonkin. It is widely believed that this incident was faked, and I concur. Oh, Gulf of Tonkin. That's a, um, if you uh, go to uh, any Alex Jones uh, recap type. Big talking point? Uh, More like big Gulf of Tonkin. Oh, here he is. He's coming coming Uh, back for a second. They're trying to cover up the Gulf of Tonkin. I, I think he. Uh, I think Alex Jones came here via. Did you fl- get here via bird? Yeah, I was dropped off by the, uh, <laughs> one of uh, Reagan's birds. Uh, they uh, they're very strong. Uh, they picked me up with their laser eyes. <laughs> 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 that bauxite really. Uh, that bauxite and aluminum really holds together. It's able to pick up such a large frame. It's actually made out of adamantium. You don't realize <laughs> that, uh, that uh, Wolverine and Wakanda are real. <laughs> 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 That's who designed the birds. See, we're blowing up the birds aren't real conspiracy even wider Stanley! than before. Stanley <laughs> is actually the uh, Jesus behind all of our mothers. <laughs> it is widely believed that this incident was faked, and I concur. This incident was an excuse for the United States to place a huge number of troops in Vietnam and engage with, Nor- with the North Vietnamese on a much more escalated platform. The question is, why would the U.S. want to fake such an incident? To get bauxite. What would they have to gain from invading Vietnam? Great Alex Jones content. That's what they would have to gain. <laughs> Surely nobody still believes the to stop communism lie that was so fervently spread. Well, you are in luck. Because for the first time in history, you will finally know the truth. You will finally know why the United States of America decided to waltz into a small country on the tip of, e- tip of East Asia. On the The nation of Vietnam contains the third largest reserves of bauxite ore on the entire planet. And like I said earlier, this ore was the primary component of aluminum, which was which would be used to create the robots. The U.S. used the already brewing conflict in Vietnam to their advantage. And from 1964 to 1975, the U.S. attempted to invade and extract as much of this ore as possible because without it, there would be no robot birds. Boom. Roasted. Shit. De-roasted. Well, I'm assuming that, you know, depending with, with how Vietnam went, they got their bauxite. Uh, we lost Vietnam. But no, we, but, but they we fucked up a the, lot of shit. But we won the bauxite war. Yeah, they fought, like, I mean, like, that place looked awful afterwards. Just, re- just remember, the United States never loses. That, that is true. We just pretend to lose. The process looked like this. 
U.S. soldiers were told to advance into an area of North Vietnam where they could fight communism the best. This is what they were told. They were actually capturing areas that had enormous quantities of bauxite ore. Once the perimeter was set up, dozens of excavator, excavators were deployed to dig into the deposit and dump the bauxite into dump trucks that would then travel a distance of up to uh, 26 hours through enemy territory to Kamran Base, a U.S. military port located in the uh, Kenhoa pr- province of South Vietnam. The bauxite ore was then loaded onto a large cargo ship that would deliver the ore to an unidentified port on the east coast of the United States. From there, the ore would be transported to the hundreds of facilities that constructed the robot birds. These facilities are believed to be located within many of the government fallout shelters and ammunition bunkers. These facilities are believed to be located within many of the government fallout shelters and ammunition bunkers. One of the more modern factories is located underneath the Denver International Airport. You see, the government escalated the fears of a nuclear war during the time period of the 1960s to the 1980s as an excuse to build massive underground warehouses under the skies of being bomb shelters. These uh, these facilities were so massive that hundreds of workers could fit inside and construct up to 5,000 robot birds per day. There are believed to be 22 of these underground manufacturing plants, and during the peak of the construction process, sometime around 1980, upwards of 100,000 birds were being constructed each day across all 22 bunkers. However, each of these fake fallout shelters slash robot bird construction facilities uh, would construct a different type of bird specific to that region. For example, in Colorado, there is a bunker near Colorado Springs that specifically builds hummingbirds, as they used to be the primary backyard bird in the state. Fun fact, hummingbirds are the ideal candidate for surveillance in a tight space, as they are small, yet versatile. You could just create like a whole other Fallout game just from like this premise alone. Like, all these different underground warehouses. You just, you're like, oh, you, you've just acquired the hummingbird feature. You can now spy uh, at long lengths while you... Uh, In small places. While sucking uh, the sap out of tiny, pretty little flowers. Now, you may be wondering, how did the government get thousands of people to build the birds, and where are they now? Why aren't they testifying in court to the atrocities that they were forced to commit? Do they not remember building these robot birds? Very well written non disclosure agreement. My my friend <laughs> my friend, that question has been debated for decades by many within the birds aren't real community. To sum it up, they were tripping balls. Mm. Okay. <laughs> what? That's they what were that's tripping what the community balls. that's what it says. The government would send individuals to local nightclubs and bars who would then scope out a candidate who looked like they could assemble a robot bird and would tell that person that they were having a costume party on acid. It was the 60s and 70s where acid was more accepted than bottled water. I'm, I'm down to go to that time. What the fuck? I'm down to go to that time. <laughs> yeah, what? How would you? But that's the problem is that it wasn't. People as were a, still it, drinking water. Yeah, it wasn't as acceptable as water or because if you were doing only acid, you would not be able to survive without the water. Yeah. So maybe that water. actually works out in their favor as well. But yeah. yeah. These people were given work their work overalls, their costume and a small tab of acid, which was actually just a piece of colored paper. The acid trip they they expected was actually the bus ride to the entrance of the bunker, where they were given a toolbox and a pair of headphones that played Pink Floyd nonstop. This combination of assembling a robot bird inside a five-story government fallout bunker led them to believe that they were on the most insane trip of their life. <laughs> I, I, I wish there was just one guy on this bus, though, who had tripped before, though, and he's just like, this ain't acid. Yeah, what the fuck? He's like, yeah, this is like maybe like my sixth Beth's trip. Like He's like, yeah, but I'm not even tripping, dude. Like, that's normal. Like, this shit's happening. Like, Every time I've tripped so far, the wall goblins have come out and poked my eyes out. Yeah, like... Now, like there are I, no wall goblins this time around, so this ain't my trip now. <laughs> yeah, th- if, if like they would have been screwed if they somehow like accidentally recruited the guy who thinks he's a, a glass of orange juice. <laughs> like, 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 there's like I can't build your birds for you because I'm OJ. <laughs> What's going on, Twitter world? <laughs> oh, yeah. Hello, Twitter world. Hello, Twitter world. I'm OJ. But yeah, and no, I built birds. I mean, some of these people must have just been like, dude, you, this is some weak shit, man. Like, this is not what I expected. They're just, no. there we go, borrowing another this f- is just fucking work. conspiracy theory that actually is backed up by truth. Like, we're going to borrow MK Ultra. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and uh, use that to help validate our theory. Well, many of these individuals would later be heard saying, quote, the craziest trip I had was back in the 76. 
when I met this guy who gave me this crazy tab. He had a bird on his shoulder. From then, all I remember is riding through the desert for 45 minutes on the top of a uh, sawed-off school bus. (laughs) Then... Walking down a staircase into a huge warehouse that was underground and having some guy tell me to follow some instructions and making some sort of flying robot bird. I found Hank and he took me to the Whopper layer. (laughs) (laughs) There you have it. The reason why so many contributed to the construction and why none of them remember. The movement begins. Because they were all tripping balls. So they were able to build, but they couldn't remember what they just built. Yeah, yeah. They somehow, uh, they somehow, oh, because. Well, they they weren't actually tripping. They weren't actually tripping. Uh, so they say. So then they would so actually remember what happened. Yeah, no, but they thought they thought they were tripping. So they were like, "Yo, that was a crazy trip." They're like, "LOL, this dream I had once, I totally built a Death Star for these people. <laughs> it's so weird." Oh, all right, time to go on with my day. It was literally a five-year-long dream. Did they say how long they were kept down there? Was uh, it like, was it like, oh, go down, like make as many birds as you can out of like what would be night. a normal like trip? Yeah. Oh, these goblins are gonna kill me, or uh, unless I build all these birds. Now the next, the next, uh, the next part of this is the movement begins. One of the main questions we have received lately goes as follows: Hello, when did the movement begin? <laughs> well, Patriot, this chapter will address that very question. It all started in 1975, at a time when the Vietnam War was ending and thousands of U.S. troops were returning home. Operation Water the Country was handed over to William Colby, the new head of the CIA under President Gerald Ford. Colby renamed Operation Water the Country to. Operation Very Large Bird, and enacted an, inter- an a- enacted an internal rule that anyone who had worked on the original Operation War of the Country was to be released, released, released of their duties and removed from their position. It had been 10 years since the operation had begun, and they had only managed to replace 26% of the bird population with robots. This was 35% under target, and Colby wanted to hire men and women who would get the job done faster. This proved to be a huge mistake. Uh oh. Uh oh. One of the men Colby <laughs> fired turned out to be the first whistleblower and risked his life to share the information that you've been reading. His brave actions started this entire movement. <laughs> Too bad they didn't. You know, they didn't have enough branding. They a whistleblower of bird theories is just a tweeter. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah a tweet. That, that's just Twitter. They're just tweeting. What's going on, Twitter world? <laughs> it was a cold and rainy night in November 1975. The man who shall remain nameless. As we do not know his name, <laughs> showing up. Is that why he's remaining <laughs> nameless? Okay, you're right. Yeah, at, at first they're making it seem cool, like he, like you're protecting his identity or whatever. But then they're just like, yeah, no, like we just forgot to we, ask. We just don't, we just <laughs> yeah, don't know yeah, this, this guy. guy. We didn't even get a callback number. Didn't get an email. His info was so good, we were just like, oh, dude, see you later. We <laughs> believe you just based on your looks alone. He showed up on the doorstep of Clark Griffin, a young teenager from San Francisco. Clark had been an outspoken activist during the tail end of the Vietnam War, and now that the war had ended, all of the bauxite was extracted, we now know, the master knew uh, the master knew that Clark would need another cause to campaign. As the soft raindrops pattered on the sidewalk below, the man, who shall be referred to as the master, knocked on the door of Mr. Griffin's par- apartment. You see, the master knew that Colby uh, most likely had people hired to follow him, as he knew information that could take this country down so he couldn't be seen meeting with any members of the newspaper or television. The master knew that he had to share what he knew with someone young, someone bright, who could be the face of the resistance. He knew that if he tried to start the movement himself, he would never be seen again. Clark was an outspoken activist during during the Vietnam War, and now that the war had ended, the master wanted to give him something new to campaign against. The government atrocities of the 60s and 70s surrounding the bird genocide the master relayed everything he knew to Clark and secretly helped launch the first Birds Aren't Real movement. Griffin was absolutely shocked to learn that uh, what the master knew, but was not surprised. He, used, he, he was used to fighting the all-powerful United States government and wanted to share his newfound knowledge as fast as he could. He quickly formed a team from the original members of his pro-peace anti-war campaign and tasked them with traveling to various college campuses across the United States and standing on street corners and in amphitheaters in these said campuses, preaching the feathered gospel and awakening many students, quickly forming a huge activist base. So they they did the whole college circuit, much like the college like protests. That, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, this one sounds like it might have been more important. What do you mean more important? Like that they like actually took it more serious or Well what were they protesting? One of the college protests. Were they protesting Vietnam? What were they protesting? Probably. Most likely. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Oh. Okay. So this was they're they're kind of building off that original energy. Yeah. They were just like, oh shit, the yeah. Vietnam protesters. Yeah. Oh wait, no, they're talking about birds this time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, I guess maybe well, we should listen this time because Vietnam was very serious as well. Oh yeah. No, these oh, guys wait, are full of shit. They're mentioning something about Vietnam too. Something about bauxite. Bauxite. Oh shit. This quickly became known as the Tour of Freedom by Clark and his team, as they would travel from university to university in the span of a, of a few months at a time teaching and informing anyone who would dare to listen to them. When they weren't touring, they were researching and calling politicians, trying to find at least one individual who would grant them an interview. This never happened. It only took a few months for the team to realize that their supporters had grown so large that they needed to hold a public rally to show the government just who they were dealing with and what they were up against. They needed to show the government that they weren't about to go down without a fight. So Clark and his team organized a rally in the nation's capital. Washington, D.C. This rally was attended by upwards of 2,000 people, and mainly supporters from various, various college campuses who had driven through the night just to protest and show their support. True patriots. A phrase we don't take lightly. <laughs> During the rally, the Secret Service was ordered to confiscate any film being taken of the event to prevent it from being aired on television. This is a shame as we now do not have any images of the historic event, but only have the words of those who attended. These rallies, These rallies would be held every year following 1976 until 1993, when the government officially put an end to the first Birds Aren't Real movement. Clark and his team continued to campaign and build support, calling politicians to no avail and traveling to public forums to voice their truth. They reached a tipping point in 1987 when they attempted to release an advertisement on national television during Super Bowl XXI. However, the government stepped in and confiscated the original film, banning the ad under fears of compromised national security. Quickly after this event, the offices of the Birds Aren't Real movement were raided by the FBI, and many of the important documents given to Clark by the master were confiscated and placed in a top-secret location. The The team did not let this affect them and continued to try as hard as they could to spread awareness and bring the heinous crimes to light, holding rallies until 1991 when Clark Griffin disappeared. During the, during the 1991 rally in San Francisco, last seen holding a sign and marching up Market Street. Gotta say, you know, all things considered, the government's doing a great job of keeping this under wraps. Oh yeah, very they suck at everything else, but damn it, they this this the birds they man, put their they best fishing. people on this bird theory. The bird. Yeah, yeah, no, they identified the ones who were working, you know, like the lower FBI, Eliminated CIA. them quietly. No, 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 and they just, they promoted them, and they're like, all right, you're getting put strictly on bird duty. Nobody has seen or heard from him since that day, a day many of us in the movement call Blue Monday, May 6th. Hmm? Sadly, we do not have much information on what happened between the 1991 rally and 2017, a massive amount of time that we could have accomplished so much for the movement. But we cannot let that get us down. We must push full. We must push full steam ahead and regain all the lost ground in an effort to take back America from those that seek to destroy it. If you've made it this far, I thank you. I thank you for your dedication to learn the truth and seek justice for the innocent birds that were taken from us. I have one more subject to discuss: a parting gift with you, if you will. The current state of the movement. As of writing this, it is August 2019. Donald Trump has used sophisticated tactics to keep our movement suppressed. He knows that he can't regulate the internet as well as he would like to. Google, Facebook, and Instagram are independent platforms being used by the government to track and compile data from the billions of drone birds cruising the skies all across America. Instagram has begun the process of censoring our campaign as they remove post after post. Other movements have sprung up all across the world as millions of people fear that their government is also not to be trusted. While there is zero evidence to suggest that countries in Europe have enacted this process of removing birds and replaced uh, in replace of robots, the fear is still alive, and, well, for good reason. The, a common question we get a lot is, how do the birds not fly out of the United States to Mexico and Canada? Great question. While the majority of the birds are programmed to not cross over into these countries, there are some that still venture into these countries for a few reasons, picking up drugs like cocaine, marijuana, etc., for eventual de- delivery into the lower class segments of our major cities. The government will do anything they can to maintain control over its citizens, even getting them hooked on drugs. Another reason is simple, keeping tabs on U.S. citizens who go on vacation. Any bird you see flying across the U- U.S. borders to either Mexico or Canada is simply tracking an American citizen who has traveled outside the United States. <laughs> However, 
There's currently nothing keeping a bird from Canada or Mexico from traveling inside America, which is why there will never be a 100% robot bird population. It will most likely be around 95%, as birds are always flying in from our neighboring countries. So it sounds like somebody needs to tell Donald Trump about this because it sounds like the birds could be far more effective than a wall. Well, he knows. He knows. They're trying to, he's trying to censor the movement. And that's why he's trying to stop um, uh, these windmills from murdering all of his perfect spy agents. Yeah. It just, it's like these, uh, like uh, the government moves so slow. Like we said before, the birds, man, they are one step ahead of everybody. They are. Without a doubt. And it's so easy to ignore birds, so it's the best. It's honestly the best answer. Yeah, I don't know anything about birds, too. I mean, I don't know. What do you do do about the people that really like them? Like, that's like a... They're just uh, government shills. Ooh. (laughs) My life's a lie. Autobahn society? More like government society. Hey! Government shill society. Now, this may change soon, however. In 2016, President Trump announced that if he was elected, he would, quote, build a wall between Mexico and the United States. You may believe the mainstream media and Trump's lies when you hear that the wall will be designed to keep illegal immigrants out of the United States. But this is false. The wall will actually be encapsulated with thousands of microwave guns that can track any bird entering the United States and shoot it with harsh microwaves, which destroy the bird's ability to fly and will leave it deceased in under a few hours. I hope that this does not shock you too much, after all. If you've made it this far in in reading, your entire view on this country has been totally reframed. I hope you are able to join us in the fight for freedom. Please join us. We need you now. More than ever. I, I thought we were wrapping Where's the up. Sign there. up. I thought we were wrapping up there for a minute, and then he like, oh, oh, I forgot that Trump's gonna try and kill the birds with the wall. That's the wall. That's why you should hate the wall, not because it's you know pointless, but because it's gonna actually kill birds. Well, well so well, I'm sure there was a natural end to that post, but in another thirty years, he got taken out by the government. In another thirty years, when 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 Trump's bird microwaving uh, plans come out, I want to see what Operation Code Name he went with for that one. Kentucky Fried Everything. <laughs> Operation. That's perfect. Operation Bird Setting. Because you got pizza, you got popcorn setting. We need bird setting. Oh, I get. What I got you. On yeah, the, high power. You're trying on to microwave, microwave. Yep. Yep. on those goddamn science ovens. Shout out to uh, American Hustle from David O'Rourke. Science Oven. Science Oven. Just, the only good part the of that wall. movie. Yeah. Well, I remember in the beginning of this episode, I said it was kind of a satire thing, but after reading that whole thing, I'm convinced. Oh, I'm yeah. convinced. Yeah, no, that's not even a joke. That guy, you have to feel slightly strongly about that topic to write that much about it. Yeah, that was considerably longer. I mean, Tim, you went off on that pretty much. I mean, me and John interjected a couple points, but that was like... Easily one of the longest pieces of media that we've read on this show. Yeah, My throat hurts. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, this guy. Um, he cares. I, he cares about his birds. If this was a single person effort, regardless of what you think about the theory itself or whatever, that is a Herculean effort by one man for a seemingly very, uh, well, to him, potentially obscure very topic. large. But it's yeah, a, obscure. Yeah. Pair, yeah. Yeah, honestly, I, um, I'm going to be buying a shirt and, uh, you know, They're very comfortable, the and yeah, join, yeah. I guess if you're gonna join the movement, um, you know, it's. I mean, I, respect I, the third I, count. You, so they're still killing birds, but is there like a like like do they want to help the the robotic birds? Like, are they like? I think all the birds are dead. Yeah, I think they've only they've they're just only, decommissioning well, old birds. Oh, oh, wait, so they're microwaving and frying the, the robot oh, birds. Me- Mexi- no, 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 they're, no, they're going mi- yeah, they're, they're to be microwaving birds f- that come in from Mexico. Oh. From other countries. Because gotcha. it's safe to assume other countries have made their own birds. But, like, is this one of those things where they're, like, they're trying to free the robotic birds? Like, maybe make no. them... The they birds just, aren't real campaign? They just want yeah. them to be only American. They, no, they just want... They, just, I th- I think they want only real birds. They, they want only real birds. And no they're cameras. Gu- they're going to be micro- They're going to be microwaving the real birds because other countries... Well, like... People, there might they while they might have uh, made uh, fake birds, they still have uh, real birds, and uh, Trump wants to microwave them, which I'd believe because he's hungry. (laughs) 
Yeah, KFC's running low on supply. Him, him yeah, and Alex you know, Jones are looking for some meal time. Oh, he's back. <laughs> they're going to outfit uh, Air Force One with a uh, fried bird collector. And it's just oh, a, yeah. 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 It's like a zapper with a net underneath it right on, <laughs> on both wings. It's like the fucking uh, the fly swatter, the electrical fly swatter. Exactly. Yep. They're like, who's hungry? Well, that was a doozy. Yeah, that's uh, that's a super interesting one. And uh, I, I mean, if. You know, definitely an interesting. Well, hold on. I love the fact, though, too, not to like make this any longer, but I love the fact that he was saying that Instagram censoring their stuff. But he clearly is still going with their Instagram for business um, yeah. models. Uh, yeah. And he's like, you know what? I hate their censorship, but their algorithms, they get Perfect. me to the right people. But when you pay them a little bit of money, oh, they'll do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, sometimes you need to, uh, you you play gotta, the game. You, you gotta play, play the game. game. Right. Yeah, you just gotta. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us on this week's episode of The Rabbit Hole. Uh, follow us on uh, Twitter, Instagram. Follow us on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Remember to rate a, leave a review. It helps out the show a lot. Uh, yeah. John, do you have any parting words of wisdom? Uh, watch out for them birds. Don't let them poop on you because there's a good chance that that might be some sort of like uh, Chip poison that they're trying to draw. Oh, yeah, that's true. Or some tracking yeah. poop I think it's a tra- I think, I, Honestly, at this point, I think it's tracking. That little brown pellet and it's yeah. actually a tracker. Yeah, so watch out for them birds and stay <laughs> safe. Matt, how about you? I'm, uh, you know, if they if they started with birds, who knows what's next? You're you so right. I mean? Now they, uh, you know, you got, you got AI, you got... Boston Dynamics just constantly, uh, you know, torturing robots. I mean, I'd say watch out for the birds, but, you know, be, be wary of your fellow humans. I just did air quotes around in, that. In the yeah. words of the great wizard Gandalf, fly, you fools. <laughs> Dude, how do we know? To the, the birds. Uh, that, that if the Gandalf was around, he'd be saying that to the birds. Fly, how, you fools. How do we know that the eagle he rode isn't... Just a robot. Isn't it just a robot? Yeah. Yeah, maybe Gandalf is a shrill as well. Token was a shrill. (laughs) Token was not a shrill. He was trying to expose. (laughs) He was trying to pull back the veil. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. As as always, uh, like I said, remember to follow and subscribe. Join us next week. We got a fun fun one planned. Adios. (laughs) Bye-byes. Bye-byes. See you later. Kidnappings of Dunmore's child, that was a mystery, sad to tell. Cause down on Lake Glazer, on a warm, sunny day, everyone was enjoying happiness at a picnic day that day. You know, the two children, they wondered all, Bobby and his